Hi everybody, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Marketing Mini Bytes podcast. Um, today we've got on Martin Corcoran, who's the Managing Director at Summit Media UK. How are you doing, Martin? Yeah, good, thank you. Busy, busy. Night's drawing in. Black Friday looming. It's uh, it's getting colder, that's the signs. Now it, now the fireworks are out of the way. It's, um, yeah, it's a sign that everyone is going to be searching for presents. It's a big time of the year. Big, big, get, and getting earlier as well. So we mm. um we did some forecasting and some projections and just everything says earlier and earlier and earlier. I think in uh, in a few years' time we'll be doing peak and Christmas in kind of June or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We don't need Black Friday Day. It's a Black Friday month. You know, it could be a Black Friday year for all we know. It feels like it's always getting longer. But you're definitely right Black to draw November, those two conclusions. As they're calling it now. Yeah. Exactly. It is literally as soon as uh, the the Halloween decorations come away, I feel that people are just immediately thinking, "What can I buy?" And I think this year it's a little bit different as well, isn't it? Because there's been, you know, whether it be chip shortages or just a general want to be with people again. People are searching early this year, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, even as a consumer. So if I take my kind of my my performance marketing hat off and, and take my retail hat off, you know, even as a consumer, I guess the external noise around the holiday season, around supply chain, around, you know, Brexit, there's some macro external factors that even as a consumer, they make me want to get in earlier than I've ever been before. And I'm pretty laid back in terms of my Christmas shopping and my attitude to it. But even I am thinking I should start earlier because you don't want to be the, the, the guy who's left on kind of December the 24th and you you're buying your your wife something just absolutely terrible <laughs> because it's the only thing left on the shelf. I think we've all been there, whether it's Christmas or a birthday. I think we've all known that feeling of dread of what do I do? What on earth do I do? So, yeah, I think a lot of people are planning and I think a lot of people are right to plan. And I think equally for the retailers and businesses that have the offers that are going to be the best throughout the period, then, you know, there's no reason why not to jump on it and be prepared. But for, yeah. I guess when it's uh, for you at an agency, being a managing director at an agency, how are you working with your clients to be as best prepared as they can be for Pete? Because I guess the preparation period has now been and gone. It's it's how do we live that strategy day to day, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's having really good plans. I think it's understanding your target audience and being really clear on who and how you're going to win. But that doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily make a difference whether you're targeting Black Friday or you're targeting, you know, April the 27th um, it's only that Black Friday is worth so much more of your sales as an absolute value so I think you know we're we're just trying to be as planned with our clients as possible we're trying to integrate and seed as much data as possible I think the real challenges that that I guess our clients are seeing are twofold I think one is there is real pressure to try and lap an impossible year last year so I'm talking about online here I think the very nature of the fact that, that stores were closed and people were reticent about being in, you know, in large groups meant that online was just, it was kind of the perfect storm. So I think, you know, we have pure play retailers who were, who were staring down the barrel of really tough numbers to lap, which I think is really challenging. And then the second thing is just, just you know, what what is going to be the impact of having stores open? Okay, because again, you know, it fundamentally shifts your mindset and shifts how you target and spend your 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 marketing budget and the activity that you do because all of a sudden you have another channel that last year you you just didn't have to consider. So I think yeah, it's it's certainly challenging, but I think, you know, my advice to 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 all our retail clients is, you know, 
use the data, understand the, the target audience and the customer. You you know, what who are you trying to appeal to and what are you trying to appeal to them with and where are you going to find them? And 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 really, you know, don't don't close yourself off. And I always say, you know, it's right to have a budget in mind coming into this big season, but actually always let ROI and the performance drive mm. the budget. Don't let the budget drive the performance because if you're getting great ROIs and you're, you know, you're, you're selling your stock and, and, and merchandise profitably, why would you stop just because there's this kind of artificial cap at 1 million, 2 million, 5 million, 10, whatever the cap you put in, you know, the cap should be, you know, I'm not able to convert this demand into really profitable sales. Yeah. And I guess on that as well, we have so many people that are really good at forecasting, but no one can ultimately decide to the penny what that budget is actually going to be or how much demand there really is going to be out there. So I've worked in companies in the past where you're right, you have that budget. And I think we used an ice cream analogy last time we talked. If it was a baking hot day and you were selling ice creams, you wouldn't just pack up at lunchtime if you sold three. You'd probably be running to the shop to get more to sell them through again. Um, And it's the same thing here. You know, if, if you're getting the return, there's a market there. Don't stop at all. So I think it's a win-win. But at the same time, on the other side of things, we've almost got to take that cautious approach, right? If, if you're spending loads of money, it isn't converting. You know, you've got to think about on the fly how to do that and how to pull back the taps a little bit. So hopefully that's what um, a lot of businesses will be doing on the day itself, having those levers in place set up beforehand to know where and when to push and pull. It's a really, it's a really good point, right? And I think if I go back 10 years, you had one lever online and it was Google and you you pulled pulled that lever as hard and for as long as you could and more recently there are there are just significantly more levers and you you know that's why you've got to have a a channel mix a marketing mix an audience mix to make sure that you find the right blend for you um and actually there are so many more levers that are in the market right now whether you're talking about up and coming channels like tiktok whether you're talking about marketplaces we've recently started working with a fabulous marketplace called onbuy who are who are really really growing great guns um you know whether you're talking about google whether you're talking about social commerce coming up through facebook and instagram and you know there are so many levers for you to pull so many channels for you to reach customers and so many ways to optimize your budget and make sure it's delivering bang for buck that you know of course it takes automation it takes scale it takes resource it takes time and effort to go into those channels but hopefully retailers across those channels and you know as you go into this period it's about piloting those channels rather than getting them off the ground yeah exactly and, and i guess just talking about the distinguishes between black friday and kind of boxing day sales and everything like that kind of what's the the, the best or the biggest one for you and where have you seen the, the biggest wins is it black friday is it black friday month or in fact is there a lot of opportunity in the lead up to christmas or is it actually after christmas when everyone's got the money from the from the parents whatever it is they're actually then wondering how to spend that money yeah i mean we've we've done thanks for asking that question we've done quite a bit of analysis on that over the years with various partners and you know we've one of those being argos who who have a fabulous you know broad set of range and and the reality of it is boxing day sale and the january sale has kind of become not to you know it's a bit of the fag end of the season right you 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 use that to literally clear your warehouses and get rid of stock you know the volume element of that has moved completely over i would say over the course of the last 
five years, I think, is when we really start to see some significant momentum. But actually, that kind of discounting period, the period where there are more customers in the market seeking more products at deeper discounts, that has definitely moved across pretty much all categories, I would say. Um, barring fitness, health, well-being, which is a big one that that you know almost takes off in January, as everyone starts to to lose a few pounds and and you know live a little bit more healthier. Um, but but really, we see you know huge swings in terms of of customers and and the pull forward effect. And actually, it starts it has started well into October and probably earlier in that period, and and we'll we'll reach a peak around Black Friday. Awesome, definitely. And it's always really interesting, I think, to look at those industries like going to the gym and just see on Google, just going to Google Trends and just seeing how it's everything is just so market led, drops off like a cliff about now and spikes up yep. like a like a Christmas tree in January. And it's personally, I found Google Trends really interesting moreover so because you can look at everything on a hour by hour trend basis. You can yep. see terms that have broken out in the last hour. And I think that's so useful for retail clients who are going to be just wondering, what's the biggest trend now right now in this particular hour based on uh, all the data we've already got and it, it's very difficult to forecast but with so much changing like you said between the offline and the online mix there's there's going to be so much that's different this year um you know like you said there's there's going to be industries where they're probably gonna have a better year than last year there's industries where they they're not going to be able to sustain the, the growth that they had last year but i think we've just got to be led by the data like you said and always try and just go for whatever's the best for our customers are there any kind of tools that you use like google trends or anything like that to help your clients grow and, and get that that data and that insight that they need yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're across all of the, the traditional ones that you would expect from Google Trends. And we've, you know, we've worked really hard on a product called Purchase Predictor that essentially amalgamates trends and brings together keywords together around baskets of products and forecasts the demand. And one thing that we do that our clients always find really valuable is we forecast the demand based upon the trends in the market and then we map on their sales. So, you know, if you see a huge spike in demand for products that you're selling and you don't see a representative sales spike, let's say there's a sales spike, you know, a couple of months later in a period where there isn't the demand, you know, you've got your timing of your activity out. So, you know, we're, we're a big, yeah, big believer in, in, in Google Trends and, and getting all that keyword level of information search metrics as well we're obviously partnered with um similar web as well which is a really really helpful helpful partner and you know we use that across existing clients new clients and it's particularly good for competitor activity and understanding you know where you are in the market versus your competitors what they're doing how their their channel share is and their audience share and so forth and we've also recently partnered with another great um piece of tech called squared.io which for any kind of um, paid media nerds, you should go and check it out. It's really, really good. Um, essentially, it, you know, it automates and helps with the heavy lifting of your BAU and plugs straight into to, to your optimization to be able to, to to make sure you deliver more bang for buck. And you, you know, your your BAU and your hygiene is is impeccable. Um, taking away some of that human element and also making sure that that I guess Google reads all your your bid optimization and your your you know your your search activity and making sure that it it optimizes and delivers the best bang for buck. So we've only been partnered with them for for a couple of months now, but we're seeing amazing results. Really, really good. I have no vested interest in Squared.io other than I've met them. We're using their tool and we think they're really really helpful. So any any paid media buffs get out there and go check out that tool because it's really really good 
I'll, I'll definitely be checking out myself because I've never come across it before. It does sound good. I think automation is so important just because if you're not in the game of automation now, the amount of manual hours that you're going to be spending grafting away at changing ad copy or adding new keywords is going to leave you massively behind all of your competitors within the market. So yeah, I definitely yep. agree automation is key. It's really interesting because um, I, I read a piece the other week about how automation is really good, but it all, it'll always take you so far. Like you still need a human element for like the creativity side of things. That's probably where your agency comes in in that we're doing all this automation stuff, but actually we're, we're still very creative and we're helping fill those gaps. So I do think it's really, really interesting. Just to add to that, I think a lot of agencies, and again, I'm, I'm going to get on my, my soapbox and start lecturing people. And a lot of agencies go in and they, they promise automation and like, you know, contactless optimization. And, and actually, every bit of experience that we have says it needs people communicating decisions. It needs account management. It needs collaboration. It needs people sharing results, interpreting the data and coming together and, and you know, creating points of influence, whether that's points of influence with customers by optimizing your campaign, changing the creatives, doing things that, 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 that gather speed there, but also points of influence in the business, right? Because mm. how do you go to your boss and say, I need extra, an extra hundred thousand pounds right you know there is no magic money tree that someone's going to go shake round the back it, it takes it takes data and it takes a human element to bring that to life so automation is absolutely essential but it, you know at summit and, and our mantra is automation kind of with a human face right we always want to get mm -hmm. out spend some time with our clients understand their objectives and really try and collaborate and cooperate and yes as much of the heavy lifting done by automation as possible but really experienced practical pragmatic knowledgeable you know delivery teams and client teams helping you on the other side and i'm yet to to, to find a situation where that isn't the right mix yeah I, I definitely agree with you i think it's so so important to keep that human element keep that team creativity aspect where people are just coming up you know ideas out of the box and you only really get that from a lot of the, the big agencies and agencies like yours that really have that thinking capacity and they've worked with a lot of um, clients and industries in the past. Uh, totally agree because, you know, we, we, we come up across against similar challenges time and time again within the market, right? Mm. And for us, you know, why would why would certain retailers spend, you know, hours, days, months trying to crack that when you can go to a specialist agency who's been there, faced it, and know how to get to the answer really quickly. And I think mm. the advantage, you know, and there's a very hot topic of debate in-housing versus agency right now and for the last three years i think in-housing has really come up on the rails come up fast for, for brands and retailers and i'm not just i'm gonna say i i actually differ, disagree with that right now and i'm not just gonna say that just because i, I run a, an agency that does marketing services you know you've got an absolute red hot job market in the sense that I think smaller teams will really struggle to recruit people. And I think having that specialism in an industry that is booming, that is growing so fast, there are always more opportunities, more channels, more customers for you to take advantage of. So from an in-house perspective, as soon as you've got one, two, three people sat there, you'll need four, five, six, seven. Naturally, that's where an agency can really complement you. And I, I think the role of an agency has never been as important as it is right now. Um, in particular, you know, the job market, as I say, is, is absolutely red hot. If I were working at a brand trying to, to, to recruit one or two staff members to a small team, I think that would be a really, really challenging place to be.
Yeah, I've definitely um, heard some tough stories as well over the years from a few different companies. So I know exactly what you're saying. And it, it, with an agency, you you don't need to put a job spec out there. You just need to put a you know pitch out there, and you know that you're going to get high quality candidates. If you know what I'm saying, yep. with, with, with it being agency. So I definitely see the instant win of that. I guess to put you on a bit, I know we're we're running out of time a bit, but to put you on the the spot a bit at the end with your vast amount of experience across a number of different clients over the years i know you've touched on black friday already but like if you were to give the the guys out here like one piece of advice for black friday this year what would it be very very simply um i think if i were a retailer or a brand i would be signed with a comparison shopping service i would do it tomorrow and i would save up to 20 percent on my cost per clicks on google shopping There are, of the top 500, there are 250 retailers who are by Google, which means they pay up to 20% more than if you were with an independent uh, comparison shopping service. So you are literally paying 20% more than your competitors. Um, So (laughs) the one thing I would do is go and find a comparison shopping service. We've got one at Summit. We're the biggest in the UK. It's called Product Caster, um, and it helps best part of 500 retailers kind of save on their cost per click up to 20 percent um and you know we, we we i think we had 30 or 40 inbound leads last month so people are beginning to recognize that there are huge cost savings to be made if you can do that get it in ahead of black friday get it in ahead of peak and you know feel those savings and as with any technology if it for whatever reason doesn't work for you switch it off go somewhere else no problem you can do it in a day it's a no brain it sounds like a no-brainer doesn't it yeah nothing like an instant win um just before black friday is what everyone needs a little bit of a shot in the arm before the craziness that begins and it, it does sound you know it sounds great i've had some personal experiences myself in the past where i know that that it works um so yeah great shout um Good. awesome well thanks for your time martin today really appreciate it hope you have no a problem. very successful black friday and, and uh you know black month and gifting period and um yeah we'll catch up soon me too yeah thank you very much for having me great okay thanks bye bye